0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Daily Thread, uh, not the type of episode that we thought we'd be doing or we want to be doing. Um, I did plan on coming back and doing episodes after some Torah regularly, but we have um, a troubling episode today discussing what happened in Israel, what's happening in Israel. Uh, I don't know about you, but I was uh, in shul on, on some Torah and words started trickling in. Um, that something, something quite large was going on once I started hearing the word kidnapping. There were some waiters in shul that they had, a, they had staff working in a, in a job in Israel. And yeah. they said that the event is canceled. And, and it really became clear that what, it was way more than what we've ever seen before. And now we're being joined, actually, uh, by a good friend of mine, Hillel Fold. Hillel, thank you so much for joining us this morning on The Daily Thread. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. I'm sorry a I'm a bit early, but good no. German, you know. My dad always no, says the uh, best way to not come uh, late, come early.
2: Early early is good. Hello, um hi, it's Larry Gordon. I'm uh I'm in the other uh, holy city here in uh holy holy state of Florida. And Achi is uh, in New York. You are you're in Jerusalem, I am assuming.
1: I'm in Beit Shemesh, outside
2: of Jerusalem. You're in Beit Shemesh. okay. That's uh that that's close enough. We were just talking about how um you know, the frustrating, the frustration of being uh, in shul for two days uh, and uh, having news trickle down of this nature, very reminiscent for me. I'm older than both of you guys, very reminiscent of Kipper, Kippur uh, 50 years ago. And some of the frustration, how word ekes out from various unofficial sources, and you have to emotionally and mentally patch things together and try to figure out what's going on through a very, very long day. What was it like for you there?
1: it wasn't much different. Uh, You know, we had one day, but, you know, I'm in in Shul in synagogue and dancing with the Torahs as we do on Simcha's Torah. And uh, immediately as we're kind of taking the Torahs out of the the ark, uh, you hear a screech from the women's section, which means siren. We didn't know what was flying. On the way to Shul, five minutes before, me and my kids uh, had heard explosions that we knew was the Iron Dome, which sadly to say is not something that's you know, super rare. I mean, it's not something you hear every day, but, we, you know, there've been many times that we heard it, nothing escalated, everything was fine. So I figured another one of those. Um, and so, um, you know, when, when, when the azaka, when the siren went off, we all kind of uh, ran to the, the bomb shelter. The thing is that we're a shul of many hundreds of uh, English-speaking immigrants, uh, Rabbi Rosner, you might know from Woodmere, he's my rabbi. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, there's not enough room in the bomb shelter for all of us. And the bomb mm-hmm. shelter wasn't created for a day where there's 700 people in Shul or whatever the amount of people there was. So, uh, you know, the women went in and the men kind of stood against the wall, not knowing what the heck is going on. And slowly but surely, everyone's kids started to get called up, including Rabbi Rosner and many of, um, you know, many of the the community's kids started to get called up uh, to the army. People came from, out of Beit to pick up soldiers who didn't have their phones on them. Um, and we started to understand there's something a lot more serious going on here, obviously, and the rumor started. And, you know, I'm not a big fan of Rumors. Not a big fan of uh, you know. I don't know if if you guys know this, but I found out about my brother's murder from a surveillance video. So I'm not a big fan of that stuff.
2: Uh, Well, we should we should uh, point out your your brother was Ari Fold. He was uh, murdered a few years ago by a terrorist uh, five years ago. Just I think he was about to go shopping in a store on a regular uh, routine routine day. Uh, And uh, you guys have uh, American roots. You're you're old him Uh, and. Prominent, uh, prominent American family, and uh, uh, prominently, uh, you know, uh, have a presence in uh, in in Eretz Israel. Now, uh, let, let's just back up for a couple of minutes. Uh, now, you know, Israel is uh, what they call a citizen's army. Okay, you have a core military, which serves the country, but then for something like this, uh, uh, something of this magnitude, which is shocking. I know, uh, Shabbos morning, I went to shul down here. And the security guard told us that forty people were killed. You know, and we were astounded at the number. You know, and how do you explain what you heard? You know, the next night or the next morning, when the numbers were four, five, six, and seven hundred uh, yeah. uh, and more. I mean, there, I mean, there hasn't there hasn't been an experience like that since. Uh, since the Yom Kippur War, I think.
1: No, no, no. There hasn't been an experience at all. Uh, the, the the deadliest day during the Kim- Yom Kippur War, I think, was three hundred and ten casualties. So we're not mm-hmm. talking in, in the same universe. Even now, it's standing at eight hundred. Last I checked, but it's definitely going mm-hmm. to be going up. Unfortunately, you know, as as the uh, as Shabbos and, and the holiday progressed, I, I was obviously feeling super duper anxious because of all the rumors, and everyone around me was trying to kind of calm me down. Uh, and I, and I, I don't know where this number came from, but I said to several people around me, how am I supposed to calm down? What happens if I come back from Shabbos and there are 75 casualties? And I don't know where that number 75 came from, but I was like my worst nightmare. That was the craziest number I could fathom. Um, yeah. and obviously when I turned on my phone at the end of Shabbos, I could not breathe, literally could not breathe. And I haven't caught my breath since, if I'm being honest, I kind of, um, you know, convinced myself or not that my... My uh, my role, my shli- my shlichus, right now, is to spread positivity as much as I can. I don't know who gave me that shlichus. Maybe I gave it to myself. Maybe it's just the only thing I can do to keep my mind off of the real, you know, tragedy and and just horrible, horrible experience that this entire nation is going through right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm trying my best, and you know, it's it's really, really crazy. I don't, I don't think, you know, the world can even begin to comprehend. I mean, you know, th- forget the numbers, right? I mean, you know. Th- the, the number that I that I heard um, that really kind of put it in perspective for me is, you know, if we're talking about eight hundred people out of nine million people, that's like twenty two. <laughs> that's like twenty two nine 11s
0: Yeah, they, I, I saw. I saw a number like. It's like it's a, it's a, it's Just so a you guys understand, 000.
1: as I'm sitting here, these are all attacks. As in real time, these are all my notifications right now. Like. It's nonstop. It's just nonstop. There was, you know, yeah. infiltrations in the north, infiltrations in the south. It's just, it's wild.
0: Phil, well, I want to ask you, you know, um, as the news trickled here in America, and every, obviously everyone's in a different place, so the exposure is different. Where I was, there were a few waiters in the shul. And like I had mentioned before you came on, they had staff working a job in Israel. And, you know, when I went to them, I said, hey, c- could you guys check the news for a second? They're like, you don't want to see it. And the first time that I had had, I had sh- had them show me the news the number was at 300 killed and I looked at the people around me I said like this is this is going to be historically one of the one of the most dark days in in the history for the Jewish people for for, for Israel we're, we're living a, a, an unbelievable day and another another thought I had as the day progressed and we started seeing the news is how how is Israel caught off guard like this how could something right. like this happen you know everyone knows that you go to Israel, they know how many times that you go to the bathroom. They know if you packed your own luggage. How could it be that hundreds of terrorists infiltrated into state road, which is, you know, it's an it's a intense place. We know that that border is intense. It's always been that way. Besides for the 3,000 rockets, how, how did this happen? What do you think?
1: Well, first of all, just to give one more number for perspective, um, there's never been a deadlier day in the history of the Jewish people since the Holocaust. As there was uh, two days ago, Um, I don't have any answers for you. Uh, I do know that there is absolutely no way that what we see is what we get. Um, There's a video circulating uh, about one of the soldiers whose job it was for two years to, uh, you know, just basically sit in a, I don't know, you want to know what you call it, a little (laughs) kind of cubicle and just stare at the border of Gaza. And she said, like, if a if a fly, if a bird flies by, like, she was woken up, like. You know, so there's no way in heck that you know hundreds of terrorists were able to come on on, on tractors. And so there's something more going on here. Uh, I don't know, and I'm not implying that there's any uh, you know what what
2: what what can that what could that possibly be? I saw just before you came on, I saw a picture from one of the uh, social media sites of uh, an elderly a grandmother on a golf cart being driven. I don't know if you saw that by three terrorists
0: driven yeah. back driving back
2: to Gaza driving back to Gaza for two miles with Undisturbed.
1: Yeah. So uh, again, I I don't have the real answers, but I, the only logical answer that I could come up without conspiracies, (laughs) is that um, we gave them complete freedom to, to to acquire sophisticated weapons. You know, kamikaze drones rockets and missiles. If we're thinking of these rockets. You know, I was actually corrected in one of my first posts. Where I was using the word rockets, and several people wrote this. You need to stop using that, in that word. It's not a rocket. It's a missile with GPS. This is much more sophisticated than those stupid rockets they used to light. Uh, but we just sat around and said, "You know, well, they, don't, they didn't join the last round of, of violence with the Islamic Jihad, so I guess Hamas doesn't really want in on the action. And they completely pulled one over our heads for the last two years. Uh, and we just sat by and, and let them. And so, you know, not getting into the politics of it, but I, I will say that if I, if I am trying to, you know, find the cup half full perspective, is that when this is all over, what was will no longer be, right? That reality is done. Whether that means there is no more Hamas, whether that means we take over Gaza, when, whether that means we have complete and, like, you know, close control over what comes in and goes out of Gaza. I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but what was will not be, and that is 100% for sure.
0: Yeah, as, as we're sitting here, there are people who I know that um, I'm getting their names for Tehillim as the techs say that they're heading right now to the battlefield. Like people are getting ready to head into Gaza. So yeah. you had just mentioned we're not sure what's what's going to be. Obviously, there's a very fluid situation. Um, the the pulse of the nation, I would say, here in America, and you could tell me what you feel like it is over there in Israel, is, you know what, maybe let's go back to 2005 Maybe let's go back to Gush Katif. We gave up this land; it was a gesture of peace. That's not possible. They turned it into a launching pad. They're kidnapping kids, children, women. This is—these are not people that we can we can negotiate with. These are not people that we can reason with. Let's 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 level the place and let's start at Aleph. Um, right. Is that unreasonable? Is, is that something that's possible?
1: I mean, you know, I, I really, really trying so hard to stay away from politics right now. And, you know, I wrote, I wrote a post about what I think the government should do. And I immediately got a call from someone in the Knesset saying, take down that post. It's not appropriate right now. You know, whatever. Uh, but, you know,
2: what did the post, what did the post, what did the post say? I'll
1: tell you in a second. Just to answer your question, <laughs> though. Um, you know, I think that when 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 we disengaged, which was historic. You know, just travesty, undemocratic in every conceivable way. These – I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch my mouth. These morons in the Knesset literally got up there and said, people are scared of them being rockets in the, on the south. Give me a break. That's the most ridiculous thing I ever heard. If one rocket falls on the south, we're taking over Gaza. This is literally things that they said. You would think by now there have been hundreds or tens of MKs who got up and said, I am sorry, I was wrong. Guess how many of them got up and said that? Zero. So, you know, I I don't even, uh, it's it's not a question of taking it over. It's a question of correcting a historic mistake of unprecedented proportions. I think what Israel did was a travesty, honestly, in every every possible way. And so I don't think, it doesn't come as a surprise to anybody with half a brain in their head that this is what happened. Uh, But okay, so we learned the hard way and now it's game over. And so... You know, again, I don't know what that means. If we're going to take over, I don't know, but it can't go back to the way it was. As far I mean, as the host, well, the state,
0: you, you then have you have hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of of Gazans. What do you what do you do with that? You you have
2: think, uh, uh, yeah, you have two point two million Gazans that you have to assume responsibility for. Granted, uh, the fact of the matter is now, Adov Galant, who's the defense minister, announced last night or today that they're cutting Yor- off. Yor- uh, Yor-Galant, Yor-Galant. War- Yor-Galant. Yor- I mean, Yorab, Galant that they they're cutting off uh, electricity. Water supply and food supply. How long could that last? And um, until the world starts caving in on Israel.
1: So, I mean, you know, if you're asking me, Hillel the frum Jew, are you asking Hillel the, you know, let's call it uh, political scientist Hillel? Though I don't, you know, I have many different answers to that question. But I wrote a post uh, in an, an eerie, kind of bizarre way three days before this happened. Literally, look at <laughs> my social, and I said, guys, you are not paying attention to what's going on right now in the world. I said, we are at a boiling point. I wrote this three days before. I said, we're at a boiling point. We're at a boiling point with Ukraine and Russia. We're at a boiling point with America, with left and right. We're at a boiling point with China. It's, it's something is about to happen. And in the post, I wrote, Israel will always be in the middle of it because that's just what will happen. And I don't think that this is a war between Israel and the Arabs and Gaza. I think it started here. Uh, but in my opinion, you know, America sent over the biggest you know, uh, jet uh, carrier, I think, in the world. <laughs> Uh, yes. it, this is – I don't, don't want to say World War Three. I don't want to say go go I don't want any of these things. I'm not, I'm not a military strategist, but this is mm. not going to stop here. I have absolutely no, no doubt about that. Just to answer your question from before, uh, the post that I wrote was that we need a uni- unity government, and that I had written mm. Tali Bennett yesterday, who's a close friend, and said you need to get back in the ring right now because – like it or not, nobody trusts Netanyahu. I'm not going to get into politics. I don't care if you like or if you don't like. The fact that the matter is half the country doesn't like Netanyahu, and in a war, we need unity. And so I said to him, you've got to create a, a unity government. We've got to have you back in the game. And I wrote that, and, and and to be clear, again, I'll tell you he's a close friend, but I told him straight into his face what he did last time when he, to become prime minister was – I don't want to say – it was bad. Okay, I'm not going to use any whatever. Yeah. But, uh, but the bottom line is I got a call from someone who works in the Knesset who shall remain unnamed saying you better take that post down right now. A, it's inappropriate because we're not talking politics now. B, Naftali Bennett has less support in this, con- in this country, in this nation than, uh, than what's his name, uh, uh, Mansour, the Arab MK. So he said, what are you talking about? He should, be, he should be prime minister. The guy, this is a democracy. The guy has no support. So I took down the post. But the reality is that you know, everything's going to change right now. Uh, you know, there's no taking away the pain that we're experiencing as a people, as a nation. Um, but I, I do want to hope that you know, at the end of the day, this will change the equation globally. Uh, I do believe that to be the case. But, and this is huge, uh, I, I absolutely agree with you uh, about your assessment before, which is that eventually this global support that is right now unwavering support from the entire world will come to an end. All it takes is one building with 50 kids you know, dead and that's it. The Support's over. Right. And when America and the world says to us, hold your fire, and we give them the middle finger, there goes all the support. So in, I don't know. I,
0: I, yeah, as as we're even talking right now, I'm I'm seeing reports <laughs> that Israeli forces eliminated two terrorists who infiltrated uh, the Galilee <laughs> from Lebanon. So they're, they're dealing with the north border right now. You had mentioned that there's un, unwavering support from the world. Something that has been the most frustrating thing over here. For I'll just talk for myself is that I live in New York, and in my city, in Times Square, there are thousands of people marching in the street, protesting in support of Palestine. And, yeah. and and cheering. Yeah. Well, that's, that's New York. That, that's New York now. But that's yeah, happening. That's, but that's happening in in every major city. The, well, down here, in, let me tell you something. Down here, we're, we're right having now. a we're having a pro Israel rally today at four o'clock down here in Fort, Fort Lauderdale. Do, do you guys recognize
1: the shirt that I'm wearing? Uh, I can't yeah. see. I don't see the some Fifty nine percent. this shirt
0: time? is a
1: it's a shirt uh, created by Nasdaily Daily Hassin, who's who's a very 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 successful popular blogger who grew up in a quote-unquote Palestinian village. And he's a good friend, and for years he he identified as a (coughs) Palestinian-Israeli. And he posted something today which I think is monumental, and that is that he no longer identifies as a Palestinian first. He is an Israeli first. After he sees Mm -hmm. what's happening, he understands that if they came here, they would kill him just like they kill me. And he's right. And so I think that that's just maybe – a, a manifestation or an example, illustration of what's going on in public opinion. I think Israel has never had more support. Yes, there are crazies. Yes, there are whatever pro-Palestine. But to support Palestine now, with what's going on right now, you know, killing women and children. If you support Palestine, you are a terrorist. Like there's no, there's no gray area anymore. Today, after what you saw, if you are supporting the Palestinian cause, you are a terrorist. Period. It's not gray anymore. So, I, again, that's a good thing. That's a positive thing. I think the world now sees the true face of. The Palestinian people. I don't think anyone has any doubt about what Israel needs to do. Uh, the European Union is pulling their money from Palestine. You know, the Palestinian cause. America's doing it. Everyone, everyone is changing their tune, and so I think that that's a positive thing. And at the end of the day, guys, at the end of the day, we know this ends, right? We know it ends. It will end well for us. Um, I just hope that the you know the casualties and the hurdles along the way are not too great for
0: us. Yeah, to, uh, obviously, that you know you're, you're not in the military, you know, and but the, the challenge here is that Israel isn't. They don't have um, the freedom to just just fire at at, at random because we do know that there are up to 150 hostages that are in Gaza i i don't know how that how that resolves itself That's never happened before you know, maybe the, the most we've had is maybe a few soldiers here and there who have been taken to Gaza but they have over 150 soldiers 150 soldiers and civilians that are in the Gaza kids, right now women women yeah, children the videos on social media are, are, are absolutely disgusting. And, and of all, of all things that this started at was a, a peace festival on the border of Gaza where this took place. Uh, but just to pivot, you know, Hillel, you tweeted something five hours ago. Um, and, and, you know, in the nature of social media, things like this happen. It it right now has 1.6 million views. It could be the last time you checked <laughs> it 30 minutes ago. It was at a million views, but it was, it was basically, you know, a prayer uh, of, to the soldiers of, of, you know, of what our prayer is. It Has almost 5,000 retweets, 20,000 likes. You know, could you tell me what you know? What was going through your mind when you wrote that post? Did you think that it was going to pop off like that? And and what you want to say I, about I, I, it?
1: Nahi, you believe me that I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't. I, I, I muted all my tweets. I, I'm not looking at. You don't. Anything. You, don't just, you don't know. I don't. I don't even know what you're talking oh, about. I know there was tell, a,
2: them, tell them what you're talking about. So so you, ho- ho- you wrote. Hold, something. On, hold on,
1: one second. Yeah. One second. There was. I just want to know. There was. There was <laughs> two times in the last two weeks where Elon Musk uh, shared my tweet, and that reached millions. Uh, but this this tweet that you're referring to with the with the prayer for the soldiers, I I, I literally I tweet something and then I mute it so I don't get any notifications because it was I could not. And again, this is you have to understand, guys. This is after I muted my notifications. Let me see if you could see this. Look at the amount of notifications since we're talking, guys. Look at this. This is right. unmanageable. I can't do anything with it. I, I don't know what to do with it. So I don't even know what you're talking about. So, so
0: David David Friedman did did quote he did quote <laughs> reply your tweet as as as, as along with um, different um, members. How of do the you media. see that? I see that I'm, I'm on teaching Twitter. how to use Twitter. You, you could I see know. the biggest
1: people who shared it?
0: I just I, – honestly, I, what I said, 1.6 million. It has a, over 100,000 views in the last 30 seconds. So you, your, your tweet is going viral. It's basically the tweet reads, in case you didn't hear the IDF spokesman, it begins, Gaza is under lo- complete lockdown. No one comes. No one leaves. The border is locked down. All passages are closed. We have shut down their electricity. We have cleaned out our towns and cities of any terrorist. 300,000 reserve soldiers have been drafted, the most ever – and now we go on the offense. The prayer for our soldiers is he who blessed our forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Yaakov. May he bless the fighters of the Israel Defense Force who stand guard over our land and the cities of our God from the border of Lebanon to the desert of Egypt, from the great sea unto the approach of the Arava and the land and the air and on the sea. May Hashem cause the enemies who rise up against us to be struck down before them. May the Holy One bless us. He preserve and rescue our fighting men from every trouble and distress and from every plague and illness. And may he send blessings and success their very endeavor he lead our enemies under their sway may he grant them salvation and crown them with victory and may there be fulfilled for them the verse for it is Hashem your, your God who goes with you to battle your enemies for, for you to, to save you now let us respond amen here we go the blood of our brothers and sisters will be avenged and that starts right now it's a picture of three uh Israeli soldiers women who are, are marching to battle and um how many this, views does it have
1: now <laughs> literally so funny you're telling me this I had no idea
0: yeah, I I just refreshed and it it's at one point eight million views um, Jeez, and nice. people are are obviously resonating with it and and listen I, I I hope that we continue to have the unwavering support I think you know my father and I were speaking you know Israel has two days right now where where they'll they'll have support of the world until the UN gets together and Joe Biden maybe will say hey listen let's let's show restraint. Um, The famous line of showing restraint from from our good old friend Barack Obama, who hasn't said a darn word since this happened. The Barack Obama who sent $221 million in his final hours in office to these Palestinians. The Joe Biden who sent $6 billion to Iran a few weeks ago. And they swore that not a dollar of that money is being used towards this.
2: Yeah, on humanitarian issues. But hello, uh, we're dealing really with a different dynamic today. You have open channel between... Netanyahu and uh, Mohammed bin Salam in Saudi Arabia. You have an open channel with Qatar, uh, the Qatar uh, that supplies the Palestinians with billions of dollars and have special permission from the Israeli government to transport the money across the Gaza border in cash, by the way. Uh, they, don't, they don't trust their checks for some reason, or they don't write checks. Uh, so you have these, besides, besides the uh, communication with the Egypt uh, and Jordan, uh, which has changed dramatically You know, over the last uh, several decades, so um, you and you have a Middle East that's shifting towards wanting to align themselves with Israel, and you have these characters. I don't know what they were. What they celebrating the 50th anniversary of their defeat in the Yom Kippur War? Were they trying to undermine the uh, imminent announcement of a a diplomatic uh, connection between Saudi Arabia uh, and Israel? Why this? Why now? Why at this particular moment?
1: Again, I don't have any answers for you other than you know, what mm-hmm. I'm reading, and I'm reading that this is something that was in the works for two years, uh, and not only was it in the works for two years, but they really pulled one over us, like I said before. Um, and what I read – it's, it's painful for me to even say – but what I read from a uh, Hamas terrorist that we captured and interrogated is that the protests in Israel encouraged them.
2: It no, hurts my that. heart
1: more than, more than I can – I can't even tell you how much that hurts to, to read. Um, just to be clear, I want to just make a disclaimer about that last thing. I just said I'm um, God forbid in no way – I want to be as unequivocal as possible blaming anyone other than our ter- other terrorist enemies for this. This is op- – nothing, yeah, nothing to do with – really
0: just, nothing justifies those yeah. actions, 100%. Yeah.
1: but anyway, I, I I don't know why now. I don't know, you know the thought process. I don't know how this happened. I have, there's so many questions that need to be answered, but right now all we need to do – as, an, as a nation, as a people is, for the love of God, put our differences aside right now, which you think would be so trivial and so obvious because it's been in the past. Every time there's an operation, we unite. Unfortunately, that is not the case right now, and it's it's, it boggles my mind that in in this kind of a situation that there's still people posting on Facebook about Bibi, and people on the other side posting. It's just leave it alone right now. Like blaming the settlers, the army was in the settlements, and therefore they were able. Stop it! Just stop it now. Now is not the time. And when I say now is not the time, people get upset at me. When's the time? We tried before. It's it's it really it hurts my heart very badly to know that we can't even unite over this.
2: Well, politically, I know you don't want to get into the political analysis right now. Maybe it's not the time, but I read that uh, Netanyahu did invite Lapid and and Gantz into uh, emergency unity government. What's what's the status of that? And you what, know, again, is that, what learned, does
1: that mean? I've learned so many times, as I'm sure both of you have, that what says what you know the press is just absolutely not reliable in any mm-hmm. way, shape, or form. I know there's discussion. My brother happens to work in the Knesset, so I know there is discussion about unity government. I would imagine. If there's any hurdles that they need to overcome, it's who's going to be prime minister because half this country cannot get behind Netanyahu. Lapid will not sit with, you know, Smutrich and uh, what's his name? Lieberman will not sit with Ben Gvir. And um, again, forget my opinion. Like the reality is, you know, it's like it's like that joke. You say like Mashiach comes, and like you know, this guy says he's not wearing the right yarmulke. This guy says his hat's not. Uh, right. We just don't know how to get along. You know, it's it's just a crazy thing. And so I hope we do have yeah. a.
2: Yeah, but it's called a uh, it's called an emergency unity government which I don't think it's meant to be permanent, you know. When you have, when you in, in New York when you have when you call a start in the winter and you call the AAA you don't ask who the driver is and you know what it, whether he paid his taxes on time or how he treats his family. You just want your car to start. Yeah, well, that's
0: well, uh, well, the
1: nature of the Jewish people. I'm Kreora, right?
0: Yeah. The, the the last thing I want to ask you and we'll let you go. I know you have a Busy day ahead of you, and I'm sure you're going to turn on your phone, and go on Twitter, and see what's going on over there. But um, you we had mentioned in the outset that you lost your brother five years ago to the hands of a terrorist, someone who you were very, very close with. Well, what do you think Ari, Ari would say uh, on a day like today?
1: Wow, that's a, that's a rough question. Um, well, I know that he would tell me, ignore the many hundreds, maybe thousands of people that have told you, just stop, just stop, focus on you, focus on your family, stop tweeting, stop posting, stop. He would say to me, it's your, it's your role in this world. This is what you're here for. And don't stop. That's number one. I know he'd say that to me. He'd be hurting just like the rest of us, probably more. Um, and you know, he would say, you know, I I would imagine, I would imagine he would not be able to keep his mouth shut about politics because that was Ari. Um, but, uh, I don't know. He would be out in the bases. He would out he'd be out with the soldiers. You know, he would be in, volunteering, which he did in reserve duty, even though he was way past the age. And he got an exemption, which he picked up and continued to volunteer. He'd be in the field right now. That's where he'd be. He'd be in the front lines.
2: Well, let me ask you something else. I know you have to go, but we're getting. I'm seeing a lot of emails this morning that you know the the ground war, so to speak, hasn't even started. We don't even know that there. There's going to be one, although the anticipation is that there will be one. But we're already getting emails this morning about the, the military is running short of uh, – uh they don't have enough helmets. They don't have enough vests. They don't have enough boots. Is that no, possible? Not true. Not true. <laughs> is not that true. possible? That's, that's, is that a modern hey, army listen, like Israel? Listen.
1: you need to – I- I, I'm telling this to all my friends. I'm telling do not do not believe what you read on the news. Okay, the the actual spokesman of the IDF made an announcement about two hours ago, announcing you know what we're doing now. We're going you know. By the way, just to, one thing that you said about the ground invasion it terrifies me because if you think for a second that Hamas was was sophisticated enough to pull this off and they're not waiting for us in Gaza with booby traps, I don't even I don't even want to think about that. But no. uh, but you know it's not true. The army has what they need. Could they have better equipment? Probably. But if you have money to give, I'm not sure that that's – I think the army's fine, at least what the spokesman said. I think that there are other – you know, there are families that don't have houses. Really, like these, these, these terrorists, these animals, they, they burn these houses down because they knew there were people inside. People have no houses. Uh, and so I think money could be better spent giving it to these families uh, versus giving it to the Army because I think the Army, again, based on what the spokesman said, we're okay in terms of equipment. But who knows? yeah
2: but I think we you, you 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 know we made some a little bit of progress here because i I noticed that you call them animals, and I noticed that uh, if you remember uh you called them animals this morning, Donald Trump during his time called them animals, and everybody you know there's always kinds of objections because they you know Nancy Pelosi objected during that time when Trump said it that they're human beings, but I think the tide is turning and they're recognizing that there's some type of animalistic instinct inside of people that look by all accounts as humans, but cannot conduct themselves like that and be equated with any of us as human beings on the face of this earth.
1: Yeah, it's a deep and sincere apology to animals.
0: Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah thank you, well, uh, thank you so much for joining us today, and and we hope to speak on better and better circumstances.
1: If, if it's not too inappropriate for me to say, I've been a fan for a long time.
0: Thank you, I really really appreciate it. Work, my friend, you do good Keep doing your thing. Thank you, thank you. That's All
2: good. Guys. We'll have to uh, thank you very much. We'll have to have better him back. circumstances. Yeah. Yes, God willing, we'll have to have him back, now. Maybe yeah. even, uh, maybe even if we're actually going to do this daily, as is your plan now that you have to do this <laughs> over. well no, listen, it's funny. Uh, it's funny how yontif started with a whole different uh, order of priorities in life you know and and how it's shifted o- over the last few days so 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 dramatically
0: it's scary uh, it's honestly it's it's scary the world that we lived in aviyatif is is so different than the world that we live in right now um it really is for jews everywhere i i saw in golder's green that that there, there are are images like Kristallnacht. There's stores being broken because they're owned by Jews, Jewish kosher restaurants. Um, really, to a city and someone's holding a swastika in, in Manhattan in 2023. You know, the, the very thought you had mentioned, you had mentioned that 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 grandmother was taken back into Gaza as a hostage. Someone who is holed up in a bed, and she's she's writing she's writing in the is, she's writing in. The- and riding she's in the front on, seat
2: of a golf cart, you know, like she's on a golf course somewhere. La di da, just riding she, back to the Gaza border.
0: And this and this woman was a Holocaust survivor. This I woman, think she's uh,
2: 80, 84 years old.
0: This woman, this woman survived you know, the, the most atrocity, the, the worst atrocities known to mankind. And here we are in two thousand twenty three, and like Hillel said, and I've heard this a number of times. October seventh was the deadliest day for the Jewish people since the Holocaust.
2: Not, yeah, nothing not, not, but uh, but let, let me just say it's it's not nineteen thirty nine and it's not nineteen seventy-three, it's not nineteen sixty seven, it's not nine eleven, it's twenty twenty-three, and um it, it maybe things are not happening as fast as we would like to happen. Things are not happening as fast as, as Twitter could post them. We are used to uh, Twitter type of timing or X. We're used to an X type of timing. It takes time to mobilize 300,000 uh, volunteer uh, – a volunteer force. I, I,
0: I, understand, I understand all of that. I'm just saying that I think I share the same feeling as many where we need we need to get rid of Hamas and we need to take well, Gaza back.
2: Of course. We need, we need to do that. Uh, we do also need, by the way, the involvement of uh, – Europeans and the United States and the yeah. Arab Gulf states, because somebody other than Israel has to care for 2.2 million yeah, and people. And let me
0: tell you something. I, I said this right away yesterday <laughs> when we got news of this, but this is this is an attack on America just as much as it's an attack on Israel. They knew very well that this is the season where the most American tourists are in Israel. This is not just an attack on Israel.
2: Yeah, you know, I saw a list of, by the way, I saw a long list of planes. A lot of people flew out last night, uh, El Al and about 20 other airlines flew. Flew out last night, you know, and then there's about another 20, including American Airlines, and I don't know about Delta. Also, are, not, are refusing to fly in and out of Israel. So you know, the Israeli Air Force, with all the, um, all the, all the uh, screw-ups uh, over uh, the last couple of days, is still capable of uh, protecting the main artery in and out of the country, which is uh, I,
0: which you know. Is I, don't, I don't know. I think obviously there's going to be there's going to be a time. The time is not now, but there's going to be a time that the government is going to have to. Analyze where they dropped the ball, but how hundreds of terrorists, if not thousands, are able to infiltrate a border, um, go into stay road is is unbelievable. Um, no, let me let
2: me uh, let, uh, let me just say one more thing. This this is uh, this is an important turning point, and it, it, it turns very slowly, and not fast enough for, for any of us. But for thirty years since the Oslo Accords in 1993, for thirty years, the. Israeli objective was to try to humanize their enemy. The the theory of Yitzhak Rabin and Shimon Peres was if we could put them on an even plane with us, and that includes giving them weapons uh, and, and so on and so forth. If they're like us and we're like them, then we could work together on an even playing field. But I think that has never proven the case over the last 30 years. And yesterday or Shabbos morning, was the so-called proverbial straw that broke the camel's back? There, there should be no going back. And I'm afraid sometimes, with the passage of time, and after yeah. the funerals, and after the shivers, uh, it, 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 and, and with the passage of time, I'm afraid that the the mindset sometimes uh, softens up, and we can't. I share, I we also,
0: yeah. I share that fear. I, I think that that there, it, it can never be the same again. For some reason, um, there was a passage of time, and, and uh, the Israeli government and the IDF began to have a little bit of faith in Hamas, that they're not going to be the ones that are going to attack us, and they are a bigger fish to fry. But th- this, this is it. you know. Um, Israel can let those civilians in Gaza know that it's time for them to go north, go to Syria, go somewhere else, because we're going to level that place. And, you know, it's yeah, well, well, a beautiful, beautiful place in 2005 and prior to that. And maybe it's time we go well, back to that.
2: You know, I—I'll uh, not forget. It's forty-three years ago, but uh, in nineteen eighty, when your sister Malki was ten weeks old, I went to Israel with her, and uh, and uh, Ima and uh, we took a walk on the beach in Gaza. <laughs> and it, it was a beautiful day. It was a beautiful ocean, and uh, uh, little Arab kids were running after us, asking us to give them uh, give them a couple of pennies. They were like uh, begging, begging for money, but Israel controlled the territory. It doesn't mean that there was a uh, military presence with people following uh, following us with guns. There was an understanding that Israel was the dominant force; that it was the land of Israel. But they're trying to this effort to, like I said, level the playing field doesn't work. It's you like treat them, you can't
0: treat them like they're like they're. Like they're civilized beings that can run a country. You know, no, it's like it's like you see the water behind me. There's no
2: alligators in the water here, but there are lakes here down in Florida that have alligators. And
0: sometimes they eat
2: people. You know, you got to be careful. They say you shouldn't if you're walking the dog. it say like you shouldn't walk your dog too close to the water. Of <laughs> course, you you never know when an alligator's gonna gonna come out. Yeah. And and looks, you know, yeah. that's the old story with the with the scorpion and the frog. You know, you know that story, right? The scorpion has to get across the body of water, but it can't swim, so. It, it asks the frog to please take me across the water. So the scorpion gets on the frog's back, and then when it's halfway across the water, the scorpion stings the frog, and they're both about to drown and die. And the frog said, what did you do that for? I was taking you across the water. And the scorpion said, yeah, but I'm a scorpion. I'm a scorpion. That's what they, that's what they are. Anyway. We have to uh, going to follow up, I guess, uh, keep people posted. Uh, I think there's – by the way, I've been listening to the radio a whole night um, pretty much off and on, uh, and um, I I don't think you're going to find the kind of coverage uh, that I think we can provide from people that we know uh, in Israel and people that have kids in the the IDF and uh, the kind of angle that I think the Daily Thread can provide uh, our listeners with – like what Hill will had to say, very uh, insightful, uh, uh, very, very almost, almost refreshing, frustrating too, uh, difficult to listen to, but I think uh, important. And I think the biggest challenge, like he said, and you said, and I said, the biggest challenge is how we're going to deal with the passage of time, mm-hmm. and the, the way the the mind works, and it um, internalizes and and grows accustomed to the to the news, no matter how no matter how shocking it is. So. That's something that we're going to have yeah. to deal with in the days
0: ahead. Thank you, everybody, for listening to today's Daily Thread. I would say stay tuned to our Daily Thread WhatsApp status that is in the description of this episode. We might come back later today for another hour in the evening just to recap what happened today. Maybe we'll be joined by another guest. So stay tuned. If you can join this episode, then stay tuned for that. As as we're saying this, you know, a, a rocket landed in Beitar, injured seven people. So please keep keep everyone in RT-SROL in your prayers, there are sirens going on as we speak all over Yerushalayim. Um, I would say be careful of, of the of the media intent that you make because there's a lot of videos and pictures that nobody really should see. Um, we'll I know you to want to, I know, I
2: know you, it's a good idea to come back later in the evening if you have time. I know you want to end the episode also, we'll, but we'll
0: try to do that. We'll try to do that.
2: I was in Shul this morning and I, I you know, I, I go to Shul every day. You know, ben like many of our listeners do, and I was in school this morning, and I have to tell you that during during the uh, the Chazaras shots the the broke down; and he couldn't continue, and I don't think I've I've ever seen anything like that uh, uh, yeah. before. So this this is something that uh, is relevant to every single one of us. It's mm-hmm. not something over. It's not something over there, and we're over here. It's something on some level is relevant to all of us. We'll talk later.
0: Yeah. All righty. We'll speak.